Damaged Goods Podcast. It's like, I've heard it get called liquid Xanax. Is it the one that it's like in a packet, it's powder? And you yeah. mix it? Yeah, I've seen it, like Whole Foods, they'll have it in certain places, right? Yeah. And then, like, honestly, I have this CBD. It's like a women's mm. CBD. Women's why, why, CBD. Why is it a woman's CBD? Because it's good for menstrual stuff. Damn, I'm going to get some and of that shit for my lady. Yeah, it's they have it at Erewhon behind the glass. And it will just knock me out. CBD is fucking magical, man. They do yeah. they do wondrous things. I, I use them a lot for anxiety and, like, back pain and shit like that. Mm-hmm. My girl does them for the lady days, lady pains. Yeah, it's interesting because it will knock you out, but it won't, like, make you high yeah, it's, like it's weed. Yeah, it's great. And I like weed, but sometimes <laughs> when I smoke weed, I'm like, why did I do that? Because it will make me have an anxiety attack. Well, it depends on what kind of weed you're smoking, too. Yeah, like, I... I notice that too. If I smoke sativas and shit, if I don't have something I'm doing, like an objective, and my mind is idle, that's when I'll get the anxiety. You know, and then you smoke some indicas and it's you just get really, lazy. It's really scary, kind yeah, of. Anxiety like, attacks are gnarly. With weed, but the weed ones, like the ones, the anxiety that's like triggered by weed is really scary, like almost scarier than any other drug. Well, you start, because you get mad self-reflective or something? You start coming down on yourself? Yeah, or like you will th- you will literally like think that you're having a heart attack. <laughs> like I'm from Alabama, and the weed there is terrible. Yeah, I know. You know they call bad weed <laughs> Bama weed. Like, make, it's, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, but, that's, um, old, that's an old derogatory weed term. I remember I went back after like living in the, on the West for like many years. I went back and I like smoked weed with the local weed oh, dealer you got a headache and no i was i like had to go outside and i was like i'm gonna die of <laughs> pot i'm gonna be the first person that dies of pot and uh, like it's, it's funny man different <laughs> things hit people different ways man you know yeah. like some people can't have certain things like you know some people you give them a drop of booze and they it's a gremlin they turn into a gremlin and they just yeah. go nuts and, and some dudes can't smoke weed i mean there's dudes who use real hard drugs and function go to their job every day and have a family and some people fucking ruins their life you know that's yeah that's crazy to but me in the in the in the world that you used to come from in the modeling world there's like i didn't know a lot of models who smoked weed but a lot of smoke cigarettes do coke drink vodka sodas you know <laughs> Yeah, I love. I'm I'm a weed person. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't smoke weed for like three months, and then I I was having like a a like stressful day, and I was Dude. like, "Fuck this!" I I called the weed delivery service, and I was like, I ordered like an <laughs> an indica a indica sativa hybrid edible weed <laughs> coconut oil, and like mm. two different kinds of keef. Yeah. And then I make this like joint and then my boyfriend came over and he was like, are you high? And I was like, was he yeah. upset? Was he like judging you no. or was he just surprised? No, he was just like surprised. And so then he decided to fuck with me. He thought it would be really funny That's to tell nice. me that he lost his virginity to me. That's not nice. And dude. he pa- he he had this like he had me. I'm really gullible. And he had me believing that he lost his vir- his virginity to me. And he's 41 years old. <laughs> and I was like, because we, oh, we were like talking about pressure. when we lost our virginity. And I was like, yeah, I was 17. How old were you? And he was like, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. And I was like, just tell me. And he was like, it oh, was hilarious. you. And I was like, no, it wasn't me. You're full of shit. And he was like, no, I lost my virginity <laughs> to you. And I was he, he was like so committed to this troll 
that I eventually like was like, oh, okay. I like started to believe it, and then I was like, wait, no, this is not real. You okay? It's not nice to fuck with people when they're high because I know you give us you fucking fucking give them a bad trip or something. I'm a real hater of practical jokes in general. What are like practical jokes? Are like like what? I stand around the corner when you walk by, I jump out and scare you like that. It's a practical joke. Anything like that? I don't. I think Pranks it's mean. I think it it's really. You mean. are so sweet. That this sweet innocent weed smoking voice is my guest Taylor <laughs> Consonant. She's from Alabama. If you can hear it in there, and that's probably why you're so sweet and, oh, and thank gullible. You. Like people from the south are a little nicer, a little more open. But uh, the practical joke thing, I've never been much into that too because I, I like a bad temper. So if you like pranked me like <laughs> I that, do too. I would just get angry. You know, I'm not really good at taking those kind of jokes. I have a bad temper as well. I think that's part. It's like a southern trait. Is you're very, very. You have a very sweet exterior shell, and then somebody fucks with you, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna slit your tires. It's, well, you got the fire red hair too. <laughs> is that is that the? Can I ask him? No, I'm not oh. a natural redhead. Oh, you're not. I'm ah. a blonde. Ah. <laughs> I have to ask because you know people in fashion and shit like that. They do all kinds of. Things and you know mm-hmm. you never know what's up. It's all good. I like yeah, it. I yeah. dig it. Thank you. My, that's my mother's hair color. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I don't have any. I like dark ass hair. You know. <laughs> so you're natural blonde. Yes. Ah, the world of it. You got. You guys can't hear this, but Taylor's got these red leather pants on that look super badass. You look like you could be a front woman in a band. But then you have the vintage D and G shirt. It's dope. Thank you. Because you're a vintage buyer. I'm I just learned that. I'm a vintage buyer. And a so modeling. Yeah. Got you into vintage shit? Well, I sort of started doing it both around the same time, like in my early 20s when I was in college. Uh, I went to ASU, Arizona State, the Sun the Devils. of fashion in America. It is. It's really like, it's really like edgy and it's, it's Arizona. How did you even like find <laughs> like uh, elements of that world in Arizona, like to get into shit, or you like using the interwebs. So there's really good vintage in Arizona if you know where to look, and um, I I haven't been back there to buy in years, but I really like I should go soon because it's not as picked over. Southern uh, yeah. Southern California, everyone and their mother yeah. has an an Instagram or Depop shop. What's that a they Depop shop? Depop is like an app that it's sort of like. It's kind of made everyone into a vintage buyer because uh, yeah. you can just like connect to your Instagram and sell mm. um, pieces. It's like it looks like the the format or whatever the interface is like the exact almost identical to Instagram. So and you can just like buy with the click of a button. But uh, yeah, it's Southern California is really yeah. picked over uh, lately. I can see that. I go to like more remote areas to to look. First yeah. off, the other thing that I do here is um, I I can't believe I'm giving away this secret, God, but wait, the secret. I go to the same spots every single day because like if you hit like one particular Goodwill every single day, yeah, you're chances. gonna see everything that gets put in right when it gets put in, especially if you go like in the morning. Um. And, you know, you're not going to lose out to somebody else. You're like a hunter. You're yeah. Like in the I, woods and camouflage, patient, waiting, you know what? looking for that little sweet deer by the brook. <laughs> I am. Um, you have to be, I, I guess, right? I love it. I, um, that, it's like, I, it's 
it's kind of like a high for me. I bet. I, my previous business um, that I was involved in that I started four years ago, there were five women in the business. So you started it with these other four women or other five women? Yeah. Well, there were four other women. There's two women now. Um, so most of the people in that business quit. Mm. Um, I quit in October. But it this was October. more. Yeah. Powerful. It was more like. It, it was more of like a lifestyle brand almost, whereas what I'm doing now is like I'm looking for like super exceptional pieces that like stand the test of time. The old my old business was like it was very like bikery, like like, like, like motorcycle. It was like biker chick type of like that, that kind of lifestyle, like a, like for the Joshua Tree girl. Or, f- like, for the Pappy and Harriet's girl. And now what I'm looking for is, like, really exceptional vintage stuff that, like, stands the test of time. That, like, you know, the kind of stuff that, like, nobody can fuck with. Because yeah. it's so cool. Like, everyone's going to want it. When you're in a spot, right, can you tell if there's another person in there shopping, can you tell that they're, like, one of you, right? Like a vintage buyer or just some, like, random-ass motherfucker shopping? Can you smell those dudes out or those women out? Sometimes, um, I, I remember this one time I like, it's, you know what? It's not even necessarily that I'm competing with those people. Like there's people here that are really astute that are just shopping for themselves. And like, I'm competing with them too, because they know what they like. And I've like, some of the, the, the really painful moments for me is, are when I'm like, I see somebody pick something up before I got to it. And I'm just like, oh fuck. And I'll like I'll follow them with my eyes throughout the store. Hoping they put that shit down. I'm hoping they put it down. <laughs> and then when they put it down, I like sprint over there uh, and get it. Yeah, it's but a good little tactic. Yeah. I used to do like when I was young and shopping in the store and shit. I'd see stuff and I'm like, I don't. I would like if I did, couldn't get it that day or something. I would like move it to a different section and like hide it between like some two pairs of pants or some shit. Come back later and get it and things like that, just to like protect my possible purchase. Yeah. Have you, can I ask you, and you probably don't want to reveal this information, <laughs> but because of what, you know, your line of work and shit, did you ever, like, stolen an item? Um, okay. I know this is, like, like this, this is, is just for entertainment purposes, so whatever she says is just entertainment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have not stolen anything from a thrift store. Yeah. From a thrift store. However, <laughs> yeah. when I was 18 years old, um, I did get arrested for shoplifting. shoplifting? You did? Um, from Where? a department's okay, it was from the Sears and Roebuck Parkway of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> I didn't even know there was Sears too. Yeah, yeah, I was stealing lingerie. Um, <laughs> it was just like it. I. How did they catch you? I did the little they thing go they beacon? they followed us out of the store because like I guess we there's like sensors they hide. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Holy shit! It's in the past, but it's, it's like deep in the past. Every everyone has, <laughs> has. I would never do this now yeah, to anyone yeah. that's listening, but I do think that if you, I think that if you steal like food for necessity, like yeah. people shouldn't fucking begrudge you for that. That's yeah. gross, you know. But like, I um, I. We got followed out of the store because uh. they found a bunch of tags in the dressing uh, room. So, yeah. 
Um, but like I work, I do, I sell it like the Rose Bowl and some other flea yeah. markets and like people will occasionally See, that's fucked up because like, that's like straight jacking from mom and pop evil. style shit. It's not, yeah. you're not stealing from a corporation. It literally comes out of your pocket. You know, you're not just a staff yeah. worker. I've heard though, because I do know people who s- will regularly steal from like Goodwill and thrift stores. Yeah, that sounds weird. And I think that, um... I've heard that Goodwill. I don't know anything. Are about these people this. like buyers? Like you are just individuals who no, want garments. No, I can't oh. believe we're talking about this. Oh my God. I just thought about it on the spot, <laughs> so I never would have had this convo with you. But I was wondering no, no, no. if like um, yeah, anyone does. You know, I think Goodwill. I've heard that they're a little bit like they're not very. They're not a very woke company. Uh. Um, they're they like maybe don't treat their employees so great. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> that might not be true, but that's just what my my friend said something about like. That they're kind of exploitive uh. of their employees. I hope that one of my friends doesn't listen to this and they're like, "Oh, Taylor, what you said about Goodwill." Like, you think Goodwill's gonna good come look. for you now? Don't not worry. a good look. It's all right. No, you're not forming an opinion. You just <laughs> this is what you've heard. You know, that's just you know? what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, I mean, I, I, when I like started out doing this, I was only like strictly going to thrift stores. Now I have like deeper contacts that i can't really reveal yeah, yeah, of course but i also like i go on craigslist a lot and i i've seen like people who do what i do they'll put out ads like on craigslist like i'm looking for this era of clothing my sister who also sells vintage does stuff like that there's like resources for estate sales i've not i've been to so many estate sales i never God, say that again find say that again I've been to so many estate sales. That, that Alabama shit just coming <laughs> through. I love it. I never find shit. Um, what is an estate sale? It's so. This it's is such a foreign world for me. So when somebody passes away, um, oh, they okay. leave their estate. It's there's gonna be one for Jaja Gabor in April, which I'm definitely gonna go to. So that. those are the people who are like, "Yo, fuck my family. I ain't giving y'all shit. This I'm selling it to people." Yes. Oh. So who gets um, the proceeds? The their estate. Which is the family. The family, yeah. So it's like there's Zsa Zsa Gabor's estate sale is coming up in April. I'm going to go to that. I'm sure it's – I'm going to be competing not only with everyone. So how do you even get to go to those? You just got to be the shit. You got to have the nose. No, there's there's, – if you just type in online on Google estate sales in your area. I could roll. Anybody can roll. Really? Yeah, but I've the the really nasty thing that I've heard that people do, and again I cannot confirm or deny this, <laughs> is I've heard of women like hitting. I I don't I don't know how the fuck they find these people, but I've heard of women hitting up like people that they know that are like dying that were alive like in the twenties that have oh. like crazy art the the Art Deco and yeah. and nineteen thirties. Um, and the 1920s flapper stuff is super collectible. So I've heard of people hitting up dying women that have collections of 20s and 30s pieces and being like, hey, um, can I like buy your collection? Shit. And like, dude, that's 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 fucking. Hey, you're on your way in a couple months. You think I could take that off your hands for <laughs> X amount of dollars? Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy! I couldn't do it. That's oh, cold, it. man. It's uh, people want that money. You, I was wondering about like going to those kind of sales or having like those secret contacts and shit. Cause you strike me as a woman who, you know, in LA, in the fashion world, you get to go to all these kind of little things that you have to, you know, have a good insider connect to and shit like that. Yeah, it's um, you know, the the more you like do stuff like this, the more you hear about like my sister 
who she – so my specialty is more – I love 70s to 90s, like, designer, like, YSL, um, like, Norma Kamali, and I love vintage Versace. Like, that's my shit. But I like the the old deco 20s and 30s stuff, too. And my sister specifically does 1920s to 1940s. Oh, so you guys have, like, and specialized so in certain eras. You've got the board yeah, covered. She, my sister was in Alabama, and she, somebody contacted her, and they said, we have a collection of 20s and 30s, and we're interested in selling it off to you. So she bought all these pieces. She she shipped. She lives in Melbourne, Australia, and she shipped 80 pieces back to Australia. That was expensive, huh? It yeah, it was a lot of money. Damn. But she she's very like, she's like when you're doing it like that, you know, you you've calculated like it's worth it. X. This is what I can make off this piece, and. I'm more frugal. I don't like to spend a lot of money on my stuff. I like to find something in a dusty Goodwill or like in a barrel or whatever. I I think that's more like, I don't know, because anybody can go on. I mean, I don't know. I don't. That sounded like kind of shit talking. No, no, dude. You're all about quality over quantity. I just like to find like stuff for really cheap. That's that's not shit talking. Plus, plus, I like a little shit talking in other <laughs> realms. Is she part of your sister? Part of the your backroom shit? No, she isn't. But T- tell her, tell her what um, backroom is. It's my vintage clothing business. It's a new shit. It's my new shit. My the company that I left in October, Backbite. Um, I was doing that for four years, and I just didn't feel like. Um, there was a lot of reasons, but I didn't feel like I could um, – I didn't feel like it, it was representative of me. You couldn't reach your full potential, right? No. It wasn't tapping into all your talents. Yeah. That's why you got to go independent sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like – I was – I when I was legally separating from the company, I was dating this guy at the time, and he was like – like we went out to dinner and I was like talking to him about all this because it it was like uh, I I'm trying to like be careful about how <laughs> I phrase this, but he was like, um, he I was like, are we gonna like go to court when this company splits up? Like Is I didn't. He's asking you that. I, well, I was I was like wasn't sure at the time because there was like stuff that was happening. And so I was, like, talking to him, and he was, like, don't have fucking business partners. And, like, he's, he's like, kind of a dick. And he's, like, <laughs> well, it's very simple. Don't have fucking business partners. Like, I've men just, are so cut and dry. I'm, I'm suing somebody right now for $7,000 because da-da-da. And I'm, like, oh, okay. Like, and he was just, like, talking about all this, like, lawsuit shit. Like, it was just, like, something he dealt with every day. And I was just, like, well, cool. This, the like, the possibility of that it's makes me want to fucking die. Yeah, but stressful, he was man. being Legal so shit's flippant. Stressful. It flippant. is. Look at you. He was Look being so flippant about, like, oh, well, I've 
I'm in seven lawsuits at any given time. That's not a good thing. I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> brag about that. I do. Lawsuits are stressful, man. Court is stressful. Legal shit is not cool. I understand why it's like consumes your guts, like your heart. You know. I know. So are you good from them legally split? Yes, I am legally done. Oh, there you go. Um, are you checking your riot profile? No, gross. I can't. I'm she not. She dropped that on me, and and like that's like a that's like a. If someone just said, oh, I was on my Tinder or whatever, but when you say you're on Riot, that's like letting motherfuckers know that you got picked. Guess you're sp- uh, <laughs> well, you, you also strike me as a lady who would be on that instead of the other ones. It's um, a compliment. No, okay, if we want to talk about dating apps, that's something I can fucking talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have uh, a dating app <laughs> idea I can't talk about online uh, because of patent shit. I'll talk to you off about it off air. It's a genius idea. I'm really excited to hear yeah. My friend messaged me this morning and it was I'm going to find the text because it was so hilarious. She was we were making fun of it. But there's a dating app called um, I, it's called Awake Dating. And there is um, it's Awake Dating. It's for conscious singles. Oh. <laughs> and this look at the photo. It. There's there's a slide. Those are they're wearing tinfoil hats, but the tinfoil oh, hats Jesus. aren't shaped right. Like this they're not hilarious. pointed. God, that's funny. I was awake. Well, I'm. I'm can't be going on dating apps but uh <laughs> as an experiment i would go on that just to fucking see what kind of people were on the awake dating That's yeah it's, it's really interesting what are you doing on dating apps man? you don't seem like you, you i don't know you well seem like you're good. i'm not on them i'm i i'm with somebody now good, but go. um i so i went through a breakup in uh september of 20 uh 16 and i hadn't been single for I, I was in two back-to-back relationships, and I hadn't uh, been single for three and a half years. Hard to be alone, man. And when I had started dating the first guy that I was with during that time, it was when Tinder had just come out. Mm. So I was like, I had I had watched my friends go through hell on these apps, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, I guess now it's my turn. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you if you want to know about the worst um, yeah. dating app date I ever Please went on. Please tell me. So this was through Raya, and Raya is for it's like for like the special, extra beautiful people with cool careers. That's <laughs> what it is. If you're not on there, it's because you don't have a cool enough career, or you're not pretty enough. Like that's straight up the reason you're not on there. And I may I'm get not on kicked there. off the app for talking about it because it's like I, I haven't seen Fight Club, but isn't there some like what happens yeah, yeah, in Fight yeah. Club stays? Yeah, in. you're not supposed because you can only get on that right if somebody it. recommends you, right? Correct. But I don't really care because I pointed I'm at you. I'm sorry. It's very <laughs> rude. I'm A, with someone, and B, I, I just decided, fuck this. I'm not meeting any more Strangers. people off apps. It's fucking weird. I don't want to do it. It's draining. It's not natural for me. I'm not saying that you can't find love on it, but I was not. And so I, right after my breakup, I get approved to Raya, and I'm super excited. And this guy, I matched with this guy, and he was, like, very eager to meet me. And um, I was like, not real sure what he looked like because yeah, his photos you can't trust that were shit. kind of like uh, you—you just couldn't really tell. So um, you're so brave for even going through <laughs> with that, dude. I—I I would look when I can't tell whether the chick's pictures are ambiguous. I just wouldn't continue further. So um, we—he's like, let's go to Taroni, which is like one of my favorite restaurants in LA, and it's a—it's a nice restaurant. So mm. I was like stoked, you know. <laughs> And um, I'm in the lift on the way to Taroni, and he texts me, and he's like, "Where are you? We're gonna be late." And I was like, Dude, "No, we're gonna we're gonna be there right on time." Yeah, what what a 
And he's like, no, you were supposed to meet me at my house, not at Taroni. And so that should have, for any other person, but as I mentioned before, I'm from Alabama. I'm, I don't, that's not why I'm gullible. I, I don't want to say that people from the South are gullible. That sounds really There's a little weird. more honesty down there, though, but I'd say, than like in L.A. I am gullible. And so I was like, oh, well, uh, I feel bad. I'm late. I'm going to reroute to his house, which is so dumb. And like, also, Man, it's, it's creepy. It's like first date. Meet me at my house. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Oh, so no. um, I reroute to his house. Uh, I get to his house. He's wearing this really ostentatious outfit that's very rock of love rock like of do you love. remember that? that's the brett michaels it was shit that brett michaels show oh, God. and he has like a murdered out g-wagon oh man this guy like, sounds like a dickhead like leopard print tattoo sleeves wait 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 his tattoo is a leopard print he has sleeves of leopard print dude all right and so um judge not let he be judged but that's a shitty tattoo <laughs> So we get in the G-Wagon, we start driving, and he doesn't shut up at all. He just keeps, like, talking and talking, and then he very briefly asks what I do, and he's, like, familiar with my old business, and he's like, my ex-girlfriend has bought something off you, and I was like, oh, cool, what's her handle? He tells me, and I, like, immediately knew who she was, because she's, like, an influencer, and I'm like, yeah, I know who she is, and then he immediately just goes... Yeah, uh, we just broke up. Like, she, he was like, I, she, he's like, we were in an open relationship, obviously, but I caught her on Raya talking to men, and she's only supposed to be talking to women for us to have threesomes with. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I immediately, I'm like, this isn't a date. This is going to be a story that I tell my friends because this person is a fucking Los Angeles caricature. And so um, we go to we go to dinner and like I proceed to get really drunk because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this date. This guy is really just he's awful. He tells me um, that he makes custom like gold plated gun accessories. And then he tells me that his ex-girlfriend. Another ex-girlfriend the same one. Same one. This dude loves. And this was when I was like. I think we should go. I think I need to go. My friend, I like ran off to the bathroom. I was like, my friend needs me. He says that his ex-girlfriend got a restraining order on him, but what? that she only did it so that she could destroy his custom plated gun accessory company because you're not allowed to make gun accessories if you have a domestic charge against you. This dude loves his ex-girlfriend. He's like cock-blocking himself by talking yeah. about that the whole time. And when on the he first was like date. We, we had an open relationship, obviously. Like, dude, this fucking wanker, wanker. Can, get, <laughs> can get a girl to be in an open relationship with him yeah. where they are allowed, he's allowed to fuck other chicks, but she, she can can't fuck, fuck other, other dudes. Yeah. And that's actually a thing that I've encountered oh, yeah, that's real. multiple times. And I have a friend, like one of my best friends, her and her boyfriend are legitimately polyamorous. And she's like, that's not polyamory. That's polygamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it is. Mormon. It's that's polygamy. Like and I think polyamory is, is fine if, if, if that's what you both want. But that's, that's fucking gross, dude, where one partner is yeah. only allowed to, to have other partners. It's polygamy. So did you walk out or did you make him drive you home? Uh, I walked out. Um... And then he texted me a week later, and this was a real sentence that he said. He said, 
hey, I skipped Basel to go, Art Basel, yeah. to go on a DMT mission. Yeah. Let me know if you want to grab a drink. I'm like, this, I mean, are you also, like, it, it was like, you're. <laughs> he just, like, name dropped, like, three things you, in that one sentence. Were you wearing a monocle and a fedora while it, you went on that DMT mission? trying to be, mission? like, such a dickhead. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I, do you, was that dude in, like, fashion or entertainment or do you only fuck with dudes in that realm no absolutely not um i i don't tend to fuck with dudes like that uh my the last serious boyfriend that i had though he makes memes um <laughs> That's and I they're do. really funny yeah good he's, for him he's really funny you should probably get back together with him no uh, no, no no it's never gonna happen <laughs> but um well, I, I mean i, I respect he makes that. memes and he's a director yeah. my ex before that like does music and um like some other stuff are you like a harsh critic of their fashion because of what you do no i don't you like don't play dress up I don't, on I don't, them and shit I don't want to say that i don't like dudes that are too into fashion because that sounds a little like not woke <laughs> but i don't like um do you like to play fixer upper is what i'm saying I, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't. I like dudes. I like dudes that are like maybe a little bit gothy. Little gothy. Little you, goth. Wow, Taylor Cosman likes but the gothy dude. I would have. <laughs> yo, if you guys could see this girl, you would not expect her go-to dude to be a gothy dude. I don't but know. But not like you know. Um, I didn't think anything not, but goth. Not like cloak and dagger dude. or like fedora. Not too much eye mask. Eye like, mascara shit. <laughs> No, no, my chemical romance. Um, well, what's like? Me you don't have to show me like pictures of medium goth after me, this. Me, I like medium goth. Really? Do you like medium? I, medium I, a girl goth. in the vintage DMG like, shirt likes I medium like, goth. There's you know hope out I like? there for you guys. Cillian Murphy from Peaky Blinders. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's a fine Irish actor. He's, He's great. Yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. He was in. He's great. Peaky Blinders has got the 1920s vibe. That that after like Boardwalk Empire and a lot of shows came out. That was very. Sought after look for dudes were cutting their hair like that and yeah. you know, tailoring their suits a little old schooly and shit. Yeah, um, it's it's funny. My some one of my friends posted something on Facebook recently and it was like, oh, I hate like like internalized misogyny, but like I would fuck any of the Shelby brothers on Peaky Blinders. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, yeah. how how many people did that hit home with? Yeah. What is um, internalized misogyny? Just like I know misogyny. Is or I mean, I, yeah, misogyny. That's not internalized misogyny. Mm. It's just they're they're kind of misogynistic. Yeah. Um, the the Shelby brothers, yeah. particularly Tommy Shelby. That's the like, one that does. Well, Tommy is Cillian Murphy, right? And yeah, Arthur's yeah. the one that, with the long hair. Ish does a lot of the cocaine. He's crazy, right? Arthur is the one that does lots of cocaine. Yeah, and he's like in all the epic orgy scenes and then the youngest one is like has a wife or whatever but they kill oh shit i yeah. shouldn't say that fuck do this shit's been they out we kill, can spoil her they kill him off and i was like really in surprised in season 4 i haven't watched season 4 yeah in uh. season 4 they kill him. oh fuck i it's just it's all right I, I, you it know, no, it's you. All, I, I stopped watching after season 3 i kind of like i don't know it, i'm really critical with tv and movies and uh, even my favorite shit i will quit I'm a harsh critic with that shit. That happened to me with Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones, like, made me mad because I it's just like, and people are finally, like, starting to be angry about I don't think the it's gratuitous. It's, it's HBO. Oh, the gratuitous what? The gratuitous, sex? like, rape scenes. Like, it's fucking gnarly, dude. I just, yeah. and, like, all of people getting their dicks chopped off. Like, I, I mean, just it's, don't it's need to see it. It's uh, definitely, <laughs> it is graphic. 
It is graphic. Yeah. Um. I love. Uh, I dig it. I fuck with it. Though. I'm. I'm trying to think what I just. I, oh God. Well, I'll tell you what I don't love. Tell me what I, you don't. I love. watched the first episode of Altered Carbon, and I'm glad. Oh, I didn't. It's a sci-fi shit. Yeah. See, I don't. I can't even fuck with sci-fi, dude. I, mean, I like real sci-fi, hard. but that the 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 fact that sci-fi is becoming so mainstreamed now, yeah. it's getting like. It, altered Carbon is shit. Yeah, the Philip K. Dick Electric Dreams I also thought was really bad. That's the one on Amazon or some shit? It's on Amazon. Yeah, and I the second that. episode has... That's like a Black Mirror type show, right? It's so much... It's like American Black Mirror. And the second or third episode has one of the greatest American actors. Um, oh, fuck. Why can't I think of his name from Breaking Bad? What, like Walter White? Yeah. Why, uh, I can't fucking Brian Brian Cranston. Cranston. Yeah, Brian Malcolm Cranston. in the Middle Dad. Um, Brian Cranston, one of the greatest actors, and the episode is so bad. It's like watching a porn, um, like a bad porn, and it's like unwatchable, and the dialogue is trash. Um, I couldn't like I I couldn't deal. Oh, yeah. I um, I'm I'm such a fucking harsh critic of so many things. I'll rewatch other shit that I've seen before. I will. Well, I mean, I watch it and be like, nah, nah, this is whack. Or if I watch a trailer, my gut will be like, you know, dude, that's that's trash. I am very harsh critic. I get a lot of shit from my friends and stuff because why can't you just enjoy some shit? I, mean, I do. I enjoy fine quality shit, you know? Well, there's not enough because, like, now we're in the, like, Insta, Insta oh, gratification yeah, 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 yeah. days. Oh, attention and, like, spans are shit. There's... There's so much junk that it's like hard to focus when something's really good. That's why I like going to the movies because I have to turn my phone off mm-hmm. and it's fun to be away from my phone for a while and I can zone out on this thing for two hours or whatever. Like I went and saw The Phantom Thread the other night. Right? Oh, we. Which is so good. It's so uh, good. I saw it. Oh, it's so good. And I, I mean, I'm a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan and I love the depth and the, the visual depth in that movie and the music and especially the fashion shit. You know, it was, it was It's fucking, so good. You know, and it, I feel like most people wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if most people would be into it, but it was. I was, dude. Me and my girl were the only people in the whole fucking movie theater. Same when I went. Only people there, literally. It's like I rented it out for us, but I didn't. Yeah, it it was great. I love Daniel Day Lewis. Fucking best actor of all time, possibly. So good. Possibly. That was his last movie. He's done. He was not. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a sad one. But he was good. He was a creepy ass fucking egomaniac designer perfectionist and mm-hmm. uh, that was a good flick definitely a good flick yeah. i like you know movies about I mean, do you like fuck with shows and movies that have like a fashion centric theme or plot does that um i'm trying to think honestly not really um yeah because you work in that shit all the time i, right? I like escape? to escape it yeah yeah, yeah. but i've been you. like i I recently, like, I realized that I was watching so much crap, like, like, crap that I, you know, you don't, you only have so much space in your brain. You're like a hard drive. Right. And I was, I was filling it with, like, the Vanderpump rules and the Real Housewives. So I downloaded, and people are going to think this is corny, but I got, it's called Gaia, and it's a conscious streaming network. And a lot of the stuff on there is so, like, new agey that you kind of want to laugh at it. But there's, like, a lot of really good documentaries on there, stuff about, like, everything from, like, um, meditation to, like, psychedelics to... 
Oh, I um, gotta check that out. I'm, yeah, I love, and it's uh, like nine bucks a month. It's yeah. like anything esoteric or new age. Um, I love the ancient aliens type shit. Dude, my girlfriend watches ancient aliens all day. And I'm like, yo, there's a show Action Bronson has where he just gets high and watches ancient aliens with people. You should just go on the fucking show, baby, because she loves that shit. Yeah. She loves it. I read a lot of books that spawn those shows like Chariots of the Gods and mm-hmm. shit back when I was younger. I'm still interested in it, but she will sit there fucking hours and watch those. She loves them. It's so cool. Um, I think like... <laughs> The the funny thing Look at about you all psychedelic outer space fashion girl. <laughs> all right, you're surprising me. Impressive. I I love that stuff, but I'm like then now. it's really hard to get a balance between like because a lot of people are just immediately really dismissive of yeah. it, and then the people that there's people that are like really really into it, and they're, and they're almost like, like Alex Jones yeah, yeah, yeah. conservative. People go very uh, polar opposites on these mm-hmm. things. There's no gray area. People aren't good in the gray area. They have no. to go hard on one side or the other. People are so uncomfortable with the gray area, yeah. and the world is a fucking gray area. And if you can operate in that, you're a better person. But it's tricky, man. People, whether it's politics, music, or just like shit like that, being interested in or acknowledging certain trains of thought, people cannot compromise i don't know why it's so hard for us i have I, a hard time with it i think sometimes. it's I, yeah i i did for a long time and then this year i started like be, i mean you have to be more fluid in your beliefs because especially with like with all the me too stuff that's coming out the way that i look at it is that like probably most men are guilty of having done something that um god this is a really sensitive subject but they're probably guilty of having something done something that maybe they didn't even know was like an oppressive behavior Mm -hmm. and so like they it should just be like more of a learning experience for everyone i think Mm. like a lot of people are um you know like coming out and like talking about stuff that happened to them and um i think it's important but like ultimately we just need to learn how to like better like men need to learn how to like it 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 needs to be a societal shift that happens i think yeah so you're kind of saying like more people want to participate and weigh in rather than observe and learn and and kind of understand how to move forward and change and shit yeah i mean it's i I don't know. I think like um just it's people are people are resistant to um to to change. Mm. And I think like it we need to start like we need to like look at it as um like this is stuff that's in it's like deeply ingrained yeah. in the male it takes, psyche. It takes a long times long periods of time to make those like huge sways in societal change you know and it just takes it's like it's got to keep snowballing and more and more people come to a different kind of understandings of how they're supposed to live and how they can treat other people yeah and it just it's fucking it's take i mean it's taken this long right it, since you know hollywood has existed right if we're just gonna isolate the situation in in hollywood right yeah hollywood's been around since what like the 20s or some shit i don't know uh, yeah. Okay, so let's just say just Hollywood, not even like the plays and fucking theater shit, just Hollywood from the 20s to now. It's like 100 years almost. So we can assume that this shit's been going down for 100 years and you're just starting to really hear about it now on an open scale. So then you got to imagine it's going to take another bunch of years now that it's an open thing for, 
you know, more change to take place and shit. And so, but I think now when you have like the internet and, and communication and outlets, more people have information spreads faster. Um, I think you can really, I don't know, people can find truths and reach things a little different than before. And like, also, you know, you don't have to like for because for a while my Facebook was just like an inundation of people sharing. Yeah, I personally did not, and there's a couple of reasons why. But one of the main reasons is like, yes, I've experienced those things. I did experience some very unsavory behavior from somebody who happens to be famous. But I want those people scared as shit for the rest of their lives, waiting for the day. Like, just waiting. I, I would rather them be living in fear. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's, like, really dark, but... Yeah. It's, I mean, I it's, mean it's, uh, it's a natural human emotion to want retribution on those who've done wrong to you. you know? But I don't even want retribution. I just, like, want them to, like, be... Like, my... I mean, oh, God. Just... Like waiting, like oh my god, is she gonna talk about it? Is she gonna talk about it? Like, I mean, I know, I know I a mean, girl, uh, a friend of mine, who had a extremely, I can't even really t- like uh, a s- situation with one of these famous people who's been in the the news, right? Mm-hmm. And this happened to her years ago, and she won't talk about it. Doesn't still doesn't feel comfortable, even though ev- other people are talking about it with this mm-hmm. person. And her experience is very fucked up. It, like I know the details of it. But, you know, it's it's not, she just, out of whatever her reasoning is, she just don't really want to come out and talk about it, and that's her right, you know? Well, it's like, not that this is the same, but it's sort of similar. Like, there's the saying that, like, nudity empowers some, modesty empowers some. Because, like, people will say, being naked is not feminist, and then people will say, well, a woman in a burqa is not feminist. Like, whatever empowers you is feminist. Yeah. But it's like, you don't... If talking about it empowers you, good. If not talking about it empowers you, good. You don't have, like, that's, it's about having the choice. Yeah, um, exactly. Some people, it's like, if you're just not ready, I mean, what we don't know what the psychological impact of experiences are. It goes for different for everybody. Some shit fucks people up to a point where they they bury it, they hide it, or just to wake up in the morning, they have to not have it there. Some people need to get it out, yeah. or else it'll eat them alive, you know? Totally. Uh, and then we all process our shit differently, you know? Um, it's a, and it's a tricky thing. Especially if it's something that can like endanger your career or moving forward or whatever, like you know, yeah. uh, and that's another scary thing. Like, do I want to talk about it and then be screwed for the rest of my life, doing not being able to do the thing I love to do or whatever? You know, that's a scary thought. Well, hopefully, you know, um, now that it's so yeah. common, I mean, people will be able to talk and not feel that yeah. fear of like, oh, I'm gonna. But it's harder when you're like, if 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 you're if you're already a famous actress or whatever and you talk about it now it's after the fact people criticize you like well or like you you didn't matter enough to you to say it now or something like well i just think like if nobody knows who you are that's when it's people like the the nasty comment trolls on the internet are like oh she's doing this to get famous when in reality like no like that's if anything it's gonna harm your career because you get those trolls like saying shit like that but when you're if you're famous if you're a famous actress you you have it's like a little bit easier to speak out like obviously nobody is going to be ignoring the yeah, harvey weinstein shit because yeah. he's a gross pervert i mean he doesn't even take a fucking sherlock to f- know like you see a picture of that dude years ago and you just he looks like he does what he does you know he looks like a piece of shit oh, yeah. he looks like it you couldn't make him look more evil in the world he looks gross um, he does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, 
Like it's a real. This is gonna. There's no way to say without sounding pompous and shit. Like I've, I'm a pretty humble dude when I'm uh, dealing with women, right? I've never been an aggressive approacher, right? I'm not a guy who hollers at girls. I could probably count on seven fingers how many times I've approached a girl in my whole life. Yeah. But I'm. This sounds like a dickhead thing to say. I, I do. I've done all right for myself. So girls will come talk to me. So I've never had to be aggressive. And <laughs> I like to be fond of. Right? I like attention. I'm not an aggressor like that. So it turns me off if a girl's not into me. Like, if I'm even talking with a girl before a date and I don't feel like she's into me or she gives me, like, a slight comment, it's like, I'm turned off. I don't even want to fucking take this any further. You know, I so I, I couldn't put a girl in a position like that because it totally goes against what works for me. But in some dude's psych, psychological fucking makeup, they get something out of that, you know? Um, and it's, I, it's different I've, for me. I, I can't comprehend that. I posted something about that on Facebook. Like, why would you want to fuck someone who's, like, asleep or, like, who doesn't uh, want like wh- or who's too drunk that's like mm. why why what what yeah. about that is hot yeah and i mean th- dude i'm not f- like famous and i've been in situations with girls who were like under the influence or super fucked up and i didn't want to take it further cuz i know in 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 statistics like if if there's a dispute between a man and a woman the police come 99% of the time they'll side with the woman so i'm not going to fucking no no you know what you got to go home you're a little too fucked up yeah, cuz i ain't trying to get in trouble you you think something happened you, you say, i'm not going to go down for that so i'm not even going to push the issue and i'm not famous all these i think maybe when you got a little money and power you kind of feel invincible you can buy your way out of so much shit these mm-hmm. dudes just don't give a fuck you know you yeah. feel invincible you know i don't know Rich people, you can you can do a lot, man. You just be people beat murders. Famous people beat murders all the time, because they have that good lawyer shit. You know, if you and me are driving drunk and you hit some old lady right now, you kill her, you're gonna get manslaughter. Now, if you're uh, a famous football player or actress or mu- musician, you're gonna get a manslaughter charge, but you're not gonna go to prison if you've got a good enough lawyer and shit. It's just you know, it's, it's where you land with that money shit. Yep. Yeah. That's why you're slanging all this high-end vintage shit, so you can make some good money and have a good, comfortable life. Hopefully. Hopefully, it's really hard to make money in this industry, especially because now there's, like, it's it's become very saturated. Flooded. It's, like, especially in L.A., everyone and their mother has, and I've, like, I've, it's, it was very, that was, like, what was one of the fe- one of the big things of why I didn't quit my previous business for so long is because we formed four years ago, and so I felt like I had that you know that credibility blanket or whatever, and um, I I stuck with it because I was like oh if I start over and I have no following I'm gonna be just another yeah, one just going back in to the square masses, one. but. Um, I mean, it's been really good. I've I started selling at markets like regularly and at private events and stuff, and like doing that and being in person with other people who do the same thing has given me like such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I sold. I've I've I partnered with like this one um, this other lady who sells, and we we did markets together for a really long time, and I learned so much through her, and it ultimately like reinvented the way that I look for pieces. Um, mm. Like I used to, cause I was in this business that had this very like directional aesthetic and like. It was almost, it was more of like a lifestyle brand than like a vintage company. And so I was like looking for like pieces that fit this lifestyle. And then, I mean, and this this was kind of always the case, but 
as it, the, the 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 company started and it was we sold all different kinds of vintage and it got really successful early on um we were having like crazy amounts of orders from all over the world like particularly from australia um and then like we started to evolve into this very specific direction and I was like, this is so, this type of girl is so incongruous with who I am as a dude, person. you out some SAT words. What Thank you. I'm an what English is... literature major. God damn. Dude, she's from Alabama. <laughs> she's a fucking fashion icon in the making. And she's an English major. I, I was. I was. Um, I, yeah, I went to, I, I went Shout to two different colleges and studied. stereotypes. <laughs> Um, it's incongruous. Like it was, it, it wasn't representative of, of who I am as mm. a person. And, um, I was, I just, I be, I started to like resent the company and yeah. I started to resent this type of girl because I was like, this is not who I am. I remember one of, cause I, I love, I love the seventies, like the gaudy shit of the seventies yeah. and eighties, not like shoulder pads, but like flashy like disco like sequins and stuff and like sequins and sneakers yeah so you saw on my instagram <laughs> so one of my business partners was like we're not a sequins and sneakers company and it was like such a fuck you to me and like <laughs> it, at this point the business had devolved that was like constant, that was after you left this was before i left uh, and it had devolved into like constant drama eruptions in group texts which is like toxic for one sanity and mental health uh. And so I was, like, in this, like, frazzled, like, constantly upset. I will admit that this business, like, being in this business and, like, some of the bickering that occurred, um, it made me go crazy. I'm sure. And it sure. I think I would say that it, it ruined some of my romantic relationships because they were, like, you need to fucking learn to deal with it better or quit. Like, mm. I'm so sensitive, and I could not – I, I don't I'm not someone that can flourish and I, I think people are resistant to say this because I think mm -hmm. there's a culture of tough love in our society where we're we're told mm -hmm. that we need to be okay with constant like critiquing and tough love and I don't agree I think that it's okay to want to be nurtured yeah. and I think like I personally there, I, I hit a, per, a point where I started blocking people on my phone. I just, I didn't want to hear it. I knew, I know, I knew what I needed to do for myself. And at the end of the day, that's all you have in this Dude, life. And there's nothing yourself. wrong with that. You need to know it works for you. Yeah. And I, 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 I cut out the noise. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to hear the noise. I need to, to soul search and like to, to find, I needed to like reconnect with that the piece of myself like or I needed I needed to I needed to like find myself or whatever like I mean I already knew who I was but I needed to like figure out how to love myself because yeah. I didn't know and I think we end up doing that like a lot through our lives it's not like this one time like, God, I need to find myself and then it's all fine from here on out I think we we're always changing evolving growing and we I've had to find myself like fucking many times in the last couple of years and learning to love yourself and I I mean I think what you're saying about wanting you know like nurture and shit like i work off positive energy way better than negative mm -hmm. energy some people like the hate they love having haters they like 
that for motivation, but I'm, I'm, I like riding a positive wave. I do better, and some people do. Like Apparently, that's how you like to roll. Well, there's something a little bit masturbatory about thriving off hate, mm. and I wrote something about this recently. It's like if you – there's something about like, oh, if you have people that hate you, that You're makes you really right. important. Yeah. But I think also what people are failing to consider is that people who hate you are people – if a lot of times when when I, I wish I could pull up what I wrote and just read it, but a lot of times when somebody um, hates you or when you hate somebody, you it's you're seeing a part of yourself yeah, that you're uncomfortable with. And so like I I had this woman I, I recently this is so weird, but I was I was working at the Rose Bowl. And um, I had this seller that sells in the booth across from me come up to me. And she's like, what? I, ha I was blonde for a long time. And I dyed my hair red. And she's like, what the fuck did you do to your hair? And nobody else thought it looked bad. She's like, you aged yourself. You used to look young. You aged yourself. Damn. You used to look like she was European. And she, you used to look like dull. She came out. And I was like, so I like, I was like, I'm going to start crying. Like it was like when somebody says something mean to you in, in kindergarten and you're like reduced to this little child. And I just looked at her and I was like, nobody else said that, but okay. And I walked away and the whole day I was like, fuck this bitch. Like, do I go say something to her? Like, I love it. do I go tell her that her opinion that nobody asked like 1-800 did I ask? And do I go like pop off? And then I was like, no, you know what? At the end of the day, I was like, I got really angry and I was like ranting about it to my, I have a, a male partner that sells men's stuff that I sell with. And I'm ra I'm ranting to him, and I'm like, Nick, you will not believe what this woman just fucking said to me. And he goes, like, he was like, she's just, she's trying to take what you have. Yeah. And, like, she said this right before the day started, and he was like, she's trying to, like, psych you out yeah, so that you're, like, you in a game, bad dude. mood. Yeah. And I was like, this is just sad. And, like, I, I'm just going to, like, send her my empathetic energy because Damn. when you say something like that to somebody else unprovoked, unprovoked, yeah. <laughs> you are – it's it's a weakness and a lack of your own that yeah. you're highlighting, and it's nothing on She's a crabby old me. bitch. She's a crabby old and bitch. And so I'm just sending her my empathy because that was, you know, it was, uh, like – it was indicative of her own like shortcomings and yeah. character flaws. Yeah, and that's most of the time what it is when people are attacking people because totally. they don't want to look inside themselves and analyze what they got going on, what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. They don't smoke enough weed or eat any psychedelics. That's why <laughs> they don't have any. I have like a theory. Like people who don't like to smoke weed because they make you think about shit or they don't do psychedelics. Those are the people who like will drink or do cocaine or some or other drugs, <laughs> but no self-reflective drugs. And no self-reflective So you think drugs. about like Wall Street banker guys, right? They're drinking and doing blow and they're making money and they don't yeah. really care about the ramifications of the business they do and they're real self-centered guys because if they were self-reflective, they might be like, fuck, this job is not right. This isn't cool. I, I want to be a different person. Then you got people who are like teachers and artists and shit. They tend to be the people who do the more self-reflective drugs and they're a little more emotional and get down on themselves and stuff like that. It's interesting. So I, yeah, I didn't, I like, this is like a totally other, other topic, but um, I didn't do any self-reflective drugs for years because I 
my father died in a mm, car accident. Sorry to hear that. And I was scared that if I took psychedelics that I would have some kind of psychotic break. Mm, yeah. um, and I took mushrooms for the first time like six months ago or something. And it was like the most beautiful experience. I, re- I like it's laughed. Healing, I it's cried. Healing. I The friend that I did them with, um, yeah. like she passed out. She just fell asleep. And like it's they say that like <laughs> mushrooms will give you what you need. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, she's like a very she has like a really this. It's so funny because like I didn't need to sleep. I needed to like feel yeah, all this you needed shit. To go through your emotions. And she just like needed to sleep. It gives you. Yeah. The medicine gives you what you need at the time. You know, Can we pause for a sec. Yeah, of course okay. we can. Mm-hmm. Stuff like they can they can do some powerful healing. man. I'm impressed. That's pretty. It's a pretty good story. Where did you guys do the mushrooms? Like, what was your environment? Oh, my God. So this is really Because I really think environment, I always talk about on this podcast, environments for psychedelics, very, very important. This is actually really crazy. So I, I totally agree with you, by the way, that the environment is really important. However, um, I, so I had these mushrooms that some random man gave me. <laughs> Watch out fourth, for drugs that random men give you. A 4th of July party. He was like, these aren't working for me. I don't want them. You can have them. So we took a little bit on 4th of July, and they didn't, t- they didn't affect me. So my friend and I ate the entire bag. <laughs> Do you have n- thinking, any idea what size bag this was? Like an eighth? Quarter? It was like a, an eighth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking like I, I wasn't even sure if they were going to work. Because they didn't do anything on the 4th of July. She falls asleep. And then as she falls asleep, and I was at my apartment. I lived in Hollywood at the time. Um, I lived above the 101 freeway. And I, I don't, <laughs> I'm so hesitant to say, like, ooh, energies or whatever. But, no, like, dude, that shit's real. when you're, like, living above, especially, like, that freeway, I feel like they're, you're like inhaling rage with every yeah, breath. Man. No, that's and it real. was so noisy and loud. Like I, I ended up breaking my lease because I couldn't, I couldn't stand the noise. I went crazy because I couldn't sleep. And I, I would sort of drift off around 2 and then at 5 a.m. I'd hear starts. choppers and trucks. Yeah, you would, good thing you didn't move to New York, so, dude. You wouldn't have, yeah, I, I need oh. quiet. Um, but oh. we So we took them there, and I, like, kind of walked around my neighborhood a bit. I, like, I cried and laughed, yeah. and I've done them a few times since then. Ooh. And oh. I think it's like psychedelics yeah. are, like, a reset. I've been it's doing like a chemical reset. I was, like, 13, yeah, I've dabbled in all of them I mean, i'm going to a concert tomorrow i'm probably gonna eat some mushrooms not a lot though just baby booming oh yeah no just to dance and shit it's so much it's like they're not bad for you it's nah. like you know i don't know nobody that's addicted to, to fucking psychedelics no yeah you, you know? can't no be. one's strung out i know one guy that's my mother's friend from the 70s he actually has the same birthday he never like came out of an acid trip i think but he oh. also was doing probably sheets of acid a day yeah. so that's a little different but acid is one i don't do anymore because it's chemically uh when i do loosen yeah. just now it's it's only mushrooms or ayahuasca very natural shit uh, i don't like getting all chemically uh yeah i want to try dmt so yeah because you were mentioning that earlier with talking about that dude now i so i i've never smoked dmt but i've drank an ayahuasca about 19 mm-hmm. times it's terrible wow uh and that you know it's this it's the active ingredient in the ayahuasca plant is the dmt it comes from the bark mm-hmm. uh so when you smoke it it's it's ground up and then when you drink it, they, they take the same bark from that root and grind it, but it's also 
um, mixed with the leads. It's like these two things. That's why the experience, when you smoke DMT, it's like 15 minutes, but it's very intense. And uh, it's less spiritual, they say, but uh, it's like you see the matrix. You, everything makes sense. You get everything, you know? When you drink ayahuasca, it's like eight hours. And it's very spiritual. Wow. And it's really intense. Like, that's, a, and that's like a... You need to be ready for well, it. Yeah, well, my, my friend... I, I, I did it the first time because I was in a real dark place. And my friend I grew up with in Boston, uh, he's like a shaman in that shit now. He, oh, he, wow. he can, like, legally minister. So I had, a, I had a little hookup. I had a way to get down with it where it wasn't like me just randomly going somewhere. Um, and I, w- I had to prep my body for it, mm-hmm. you know, just your diet and intake and shit. But mentally, like, I was just at this place. Also, you can't be on prescription, like, uh, SSRIs, antidepressants and shit. Yeah. That's, that's a very bad thing to mix those with. But yeah. um, it is, like you say, it's a reset. And for me, it, it's done that many times. Um, and and it, it's like you, you, when every time you drink ayahuasca, it's going to be happy and sad. You're going to cry, right? So you're talking about you had your experience with mushrooms and you're crying and stuff. A lot of people who are hesitant to do hallucinogens or psychedelics is they don't want to feel these negative emotions. I'm afraid it's going to bring up these bad things. Now nah, you need to go in there and get those bad things and yes, cry it out. Yeah. And then you're going to feel good after it. You know? When you resist the negative emotions, yeah. I think that's when like massive, it's like anger develops mm-hmm. and you get mm-hmm. sick and you get tumors and shit. And yeah, I, I obviously, you know, I don't want to say that like there's, but I, I no, I think the mind-body connection is, like, stronger than we think. It's very, dude, it's very, um, very connected. I was listening to, I, I think it was, like, Greg Braden, maybe, but... It, Who's that? He wrote, he wrote all these books, and he's, he's, he has a series, like, a TV series, and it's about, like, the sort of, like, the, the mind-body connection mm. and how, basically, they translated, like, the, the, I think it's, like, 80 the the dna sequence they they like code like it's like adenine guanine thion like the adtg or whatever they tra- they like took the dna sequence and they put it next to some ancient language and it like translates to god in the body yeah. which is like basically saying that like our ability to heal ourselves or make ourselves sick is like within our own mind taylor i gotta say you kind of s- i know a lot of models in my day you're the smartest model i've probably <laughs> ever fucking met thank uh, you sidebar. but yo you're very right and i mean you could look at like one of the most effective ways to treat depression is physical exercise yes is, and so that just just shows you how f- your body taking care of your body can help improve your mind and vice versa and like if you try to if you compartmentalize them you're just you're just cheating yourself, you know. You gotta treat it all like the same. It all comes around. Um. Mm. Yeah. Uh. I would. I've been off SSRIs for about a year now. Oh, good for you. I've, I'm yeah. about four four years five almost four or five years off. It was. I never wanted to be on them. So neither did I. I got put on them, and like, yeah. I think like with they're very suggestive, dude. That psychiatrist and it's the doctors are very it's suggestive. It's really fucked up, and when people tell you when you tell people like oh no like i use herbs and yeah. psychedelics and smoke weed they're like oh why don't you put on your tinfoil hat yeah like why don't you turn on like alex Dude. jones and like <laughs> they'll still talk shit to you and yeah, it's like man. okay it's like kind of how liberals now like so i'm obviously like liberal leaning like no, i I'm, I'm, but i think some of them are like they're, they're, they're like rhetoric conservatives the same way. yeah they, they're, they're usually like, the same approach that the, the people they hate are you know Totally. There I agree. Thank you for saying that because that's something I hint on here a lot because I'm I'm certainly not on this side of the right at all, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider myself the 
the Democrat liberal now, I, I'd like to think that, that why do we have to have just two sides? That's oh, not a democracy I th- anyway. Yeah, I I'm think a our firm third party believer in our whole system needs yes. an upheaval because yeah, yeah. it's just whack. We should never have a system that allowed mm. Trump to get elected yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Like that's a failure of our check and balance yeah, yeah. system. And it was like that was just building like this was was building this situation to happen for a little while. Yeah. But um but yeah, the SSRI thing and um I don't mean to dwell on that, but that's uh, something I always talk about and I write about because I was on different antidepressants and anxiety medicine for years, and it fucking was it terrible. Fucks you up. And uh, I talk about it a lot because I'm off of it, and I like you use herbal shit, exercise, and I still struggle with depression and anxiety, but I know how to mitigate it and deal with it better now. Yeah. And uh, the SSRIs, man, those things have an 80, and I say this all the time. Sorry if you guys are hearing this repeated fact: an 87 percent failure rate. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. And I, you're gonna take that every day. I really don't. I I I think like I was so. I I will admit I do take. I sometimes take a prescription drug. It's a very low dose of an ADHD medicine. Oh, like um, Adderall? You mean? <laughs> no, it's called oh, oh, Modafinil. Oh, 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 it's, it's called Modafinil. We're in LA. It's Adderall. It's okay. But um, it's it's Modafinil. like it's, I never heard of that. It's a generic version of Provigil, Which and is, it's new. It's like it's like Ritalin and shit. It's like a. It's it doesn't have like a. I, I'm trying to not even take that because I don't want to to be putting that stuff in my body, mm. but I I do struggle with very bad ADHD and that's yeah. why I got put on antidepressants to begin with. Oh, that's interesting. They, the doctor I went to some senile fuck, and he put me on antidepressants and I was like. I, I went to this doctor because my my uh, my boyfriend at the time was like, Taylor, you he's he was a tutor and he's like, you have really bad ADHD. And I knew it. I'd been diagnosed with it a million times. So I was like, it's finally time to do something about it. I go see this doctor. He puts me on fucking Lexapro. That's an ADHD medicine? No, it's an antidepressant. Okay, that's what I thought. He yeah. put me on Lexapro, and Lexapro for me... Muted you, dude. It just muted you, right? Did you feel like... No, no it, oh. it mimicked... At first, it mimicked the ADHD medication. I lost 25 pounds. I was a hun- I was barely over 100 pounds. I was so thin. Yeah. Um, and it made me... Like, it kind of... It kind of, like, w- made me feel like I was on like a stimulant for a little while and then it just it stopped mm. it it started working against me and uh i think like anything you put in your body at any different time like you're i think you need to kind of adapt and vary what you're putting in your body based based on what you need and stuff and when you're putting when you're taking an antidepressant every day mm. you're not really adapting your body. I know mm. some people need it, and yeah. I don't want to. There's, there's I don't some cases. Talk shit, no, there's, and there's some cases where, for that person, and I have family members, and I study. I, I, w- I was in school for psychoanalysis too, so I've studied this stuff. Some people, it is the best option, or they cannot function at all. But that those are the extreme cases. Most of the time, we're better off. You're better off in psychotherapy, analysis, exercise, diet, herbs, meditation, than going on those things. Uh, and that's what I liked about like therapists and, and psychoanalysts don't recommend drugs they don't want you on those things it's Mm -hmm. the psychiatrist very different that's the guy pushing the drugs on you yeah and uh i think especially now like with with all these like shootings that are happening like what's the what's the underlying theme about all those shooters what are they all on they're all on psychiatric drugs why can't we just look why are we just prescribing these things left well, we, and fuck right. The shootings, we need to... I mean, like, yeah, there's a multiple issues there. I'm not going to yeah, negate yeah. that. I just meant that that is an issue that 
we don't talk. We have to talk about both the gun laws and the talk guns about the drugs, and the drugs. But we and never talk about the, uh, like the tox- drugs. the toxic masculinity stuff and like. But people when when people are like, oh, it's video games. I'm like, dude, no, really? Like that's the games. one thing. It's probably not. Yeah, it's not video games. It's um, not. It's it's yeah. Like I don't. I watched on the note of guns. I watched some like. It was like a gun on a, like a gun Facebook page. It's being shared, and it's this little girl getting like a fucking automatic rifle as her like tenth birthday present, and she's crying as she unwraps it. And a I'm crying just out like, of joy. oh my god, yes, it's so dark, and like it's one of the. Th- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> You're so polite. I love it. Well, one of the things that um. I've heard people of my generation say when they're talking about old Republicans is, Ugh, I can't wait for these people to die yeah. off. And yeah. the thing is, those people, the super religious, those those are not people that are dying off. Those are the only people that are reproducing right now. Like the 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 more woke people are not having kids for the most part. It's true. And you're from Alabama and the South historically has more lenient gun laws and uh, gun culture in the South is a little more prevalent because, like, in the East Coast, dude, where I'm from in Massachusetts, in Boston, it's really hard to get a gun legally. Now, I know a lot of people with guns, but these are not legal guns. In New York, even harder. So, um, you know, in the South, most people I know from the South have guns or grew up around them, and it's it's a different part of that culture down there. So, like, did, I mean, when you was a kid down there, did family members and shit was that around? Um, well... I, if it was, I didn't really know about it within my own family. Um, I, people like hunted and stuff, but I, my, like, like part, some of my family members were like, um, really like very Christian and, um, what kind of Christian? Like evangelical. Evangelical, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, are I those think the guys with the snakes and shit, the evangelical. That's preachers? Pentecostal. Pentecostal. I like those guys. I don't like. Them. I just love that <laughs> the theatrics. I'm very fascinated by that. Um, I think like whatever works for someone religion wise. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not gonna judge that, but um, you know, if if stuff like like if I have children, like I'm gonna be receptive to their wishes because if like mm-hmm. whatever, I, I I don't practice a religion, but I it wasn't receptive. I didn't receive it well, um, like super the the super Christianity, like it's it just doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Um, and I mean the parts of the Bible, like you know what they say, the Bible wasn't written by God; it was inspired by God. It was written by men, and if men are not infallible, then parts of the Bible are likely to be bullshit. And yeah. I think they are because some of the stuff in I the mean, Bible dude, you've is got whack. King's editing shit. If a king goes, ah, you know what? I'm gonna take these pages out and I'm gonna write these ones in. Like, who's gonna make it benefit you? Yeah, I think people take it too literally. You gotta look at it that it has been edited by man. Yeah. And um, shit's just it's not to be taken word for word. I just like going also like going to church and stuff like I went to like in my teens like uh, I I was like we were going to this church where people like dance very enthusiastically. Like those those big churches in the south mm-hmm. like those those ones with the guys got a microphone. And yeah and uh, I like recently somebody because like 
it it he it was just very like you know who Joel Austin is. Yeah, yeah, it of was course. really similar to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know what kind and of like, you're talking about. They um they believe in like conversion therapy if you're gay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the gay away. I yeah. think somebody in the church's son I was so I was told. I don't want to say this and have it be wrong, but someone's son got caught in a hotel room with a man and is now in a conversion camp and it's just like oh my god to like it it's almost it's so it would be funny if it weren't so sad (laughs) like the fact that this is still something that people think is like changeable like you can make someone not be gay is like you can oh, tell really? them. You can, they, they can go to those little therapies and they can come out and tell you they're not, but that ain't going to change anything on the inside, really. You know, they might yeah. just go through the motions to get out of that place. It's like yeah. when people come out of prison, you think they really rehabilitate and change? They have to say that shit before they even get approved for parole. So you might be like, yeah, dad, I'm not gay anymore. Like, let me come home. But, you know, you're just going to still have your emotions, your attractions. That shit is ingrained in you. You can't just light switch that shit on and off. You ever been in a Catholic church before? Yeah, my dad was Catholic. Oh, okay. It's a lot less fun than the dancing you're talking about. It's, I mean, I, neither of them were fun to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah. like, it didn't, it just doesn't, I like, as weird as this is, like, I watched the Tony Robbins documentary on Netflix, and I would rather be at that. Because, <laughs> like, I at least would yeah. feel like I could learn something from it. I don't feel like I can learn anything from a pastor. You want to hear about a crazy first date? When I was single in L.A., when I went, this ties in, don't I'm not Hell just yeah. nuts. <laughs> I was on one of those, <sighs> Bumble, one of the three times I ever used this to meet a girl. First date. She's like, oh, uh, well, let's meet up at this bar. Then she hits me up earlier that night. Actually, there's this like little church down the street that has like some really cool live music and shit. You want to go check it out? I was like, all right, cool. I'm thinking it's like some jazz or some gospel shit. I'm down with that because I'm a musician. I go with her. It's on, uh, it's on Sunset and... It's called the Mosaic. Mm-hmm. It's this huge baller church in the Hollywood that looks like a fucking like pillars and fortress. The young pastor looks like he lives in Silver Lake and <laughs> works at Intelligentsia half the time. Most of the people in the crowd are our age, different races and genders, and it's like you know probably five hundred people and they've got a band. It's all hipster, cool fucking church shit. And this is the first time I met this fucking woman, and it was it was like not that I'm against it. I'm actually pretty open-minded, dude, but that's just a bold ass. And I told her after, I was like, you got some fucking balls on you. That was a bold first date. I'm not even mad, but, but it was crazy. And like, I mean, I don't think she was trying to convert me. You know, I have my spiritual shit and my beliefs, but that's a why I want to take somebody on a first date. And it was like culty because it's like hip and fashionable and expensive and shit. And then anytime there's, you're passing out uh, a collection plate, that's when a, a red flag gets raised in my mind, too, you know, and like, I'm like, nah, I don't, I'm good, I don't fuck with this, I've just got taken here, I'm not giving you $10 right now. Totally. It was intense. I, yeah. But I'm not knocking anybody that goes there, I'm not shitting on them, I just thought it was an interesting first date. I, I would be very, f- I would, I would walk out, I think. No, nah, I, I, for some <laughs> reason, I wanted to like, You were curious. I wanted to have a conversation with her afterwards, and she was cool, she wasn't being weird about it, I mean, shit, I've always been like, cult things and weirder shit than that, so that wasn't, that bad but it, it was palsy on her part yeah um i mean like the i think that a lot of these these churches and religions and stuff like don't they need to address the underlying issue which is like that we all have a deep sadness that's like living within ourselves it's that's like a like living goth, guys. organism <laughs> and well no and so instead of like instead of asking ourselves each day what we can do to take care of our sadness 
we like look for things to like fix them and so i can say like in the south a lot of the things like um are very culty like not just churches but also like there is an epidemic of women getting sucked into these multi-level marketing schemes which are basically multi-level marketing so it's basically like a pyramid scheme and it's like you sell a product, but you make more money by getting other people oh, yeah, to yeah. sign up under yeah, you yeah. to sell Selling the like product. Knives in the suburbs, those like knife packs and shit. But and, well, yeah. now they're it's like stuff aimed to appeal at women, like skincare makeup shit and, and shit. makeup yeah. and clothes, and they they have those a very or the the most the biggest one of our time is Herbalife. There's a documentary about it on Netflix. The vitamin company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's that's really fucked up because they appeal to like yeah. minority groups, like they prey on the mm. Hispanic community, and yeah, they're I've bought in their products in the past. Yeah, they because um, they make they do make a little money when they sell to you, but they make the only way to be successful in these companies is to have people sign up to sell under you. And so like so many people, me and my sister joke about it. Like so many people hit us up at tell asking us to sell like these weird scammy MLM products. And like, I think, um, you know, uh, like we need to address like the sadness and, and emptiness. Cause like everyone is whole, you know, you, you are whole, like you don't need external shit to make you whole. This is, and this is a real interesting <laughs> and I'm not criticizing you. I'm not, this is impressive. This is a very interesting perspective to come from somebody who works in fashion and, and I'm not shitting on fashion because I love fashion. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, generally people think of fashion as exterior items, accessories, and yet you have this real deep perspective on self and, and, and spirituality and, and shit and uh, it's I don't know, that's just very interesting to contrast it to what you do. Um, I like I don't know, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, I think because I sell like vintage and it's recycled, and I didn't, I don't want to contribute oh to waste. Man, you are just so you're killing them, dude. <laughs> you are like you uh, definitely got all your little like boxes checked off, man. That makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, the 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 waste aspect of fast fashion is really gross, and another it was another issue that I had with my old business is like our packaging was very excessive. And we sent out all these like little freebies with each package. And I was like, I don't, it's just, it's, it looks nice, but it's not kind to the earth Mm. and it didn't sit well with me. So I don't, I, I want to, I want my product to be good enough to, I mean, it's not my product. It's somebody else's product. I'm just finding it. Yeah, but your business model, your representation, your uh, your heart and soul going yeah. into it. Yeah, uh. I want it to be able to stand on its own. I bet you sleep good at night. I since I moved to Lincoln Heights, I sleep very well. well I just mean like emotionally, so mentally. You seem like you got a good <laughs> piece of yourself. But yeah, Lincoln Heights is probably a little quieter. I uh, coming from the East Coast, like everything's quieter out here, even if it's loud. But like you know, I'm used to jackhammers waking me up at six in the morning. I'm cursing out construction workers daily, and uh, I'm a light sleeper too. But I mean, mentally speaking, you must sleep good at night. You got you know, you seem like you got your shit figured out. Uh, I usually do now. Yeah, yeah, it's I I struggled for years, and uh, you know, you um like. I'm really close to one of my exes and he would always say to me like once you like really want things to change um you'll you're not going to accept anything else other than change 
And so I kind of got into that. I, I've been evolving into that mindset for like a year or so. But I've like really in the past six months, I'm like, I ask you have to ask yourself every day, like, what what do you want out of life? What yeah. do you want? And stop. Uh, stop letting the world like influence. Yeah, dictate how you you're supposed to do things. I live my life very much according to my my own path, and a lot of people say, "Oh, well, why why aren't you married? Why don't you have a kid? Why aren't you doing this and that?" And and I'm like, "Did you do that because everyone else told you to?" And that's the template that you saw, the blueprint you traced. I'm 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 seeing other people doing what they want to do, and they're happy, and that's so I'm doing it, and it's fine. You can break out of the mold. It's very scary. I get why people don't. It's very scary because you have to be on your own. There's no support system, and everyone's filling you with doubt constantly, mm-hmm. and it's tricky. And that's why it's interesting, man, just being what you do and talking like you talk. Because uh, maybe I don't know enough people <laughs> in fashion, but everybody, and I know a lot. I do know a lot of people in fashion. I'm not shitting on you if you're my friends. This doesn't mean you, but. Not a lot of people possess this kind of depth. They, you know, um, when when it comes to what they do, you know, um, I don't know. It's just I, I'm I'm impressed, dude. I didn't know. Adam told me you were cool, but he didn't tell me you were this cool. <laughs> I call him. I have a word or like a a, a a way that I describe those people. It's um, they have tiny dogs that they neglect and voices which are not their own. Oh, okay. Um, like they've adapted. I mean, and God, my my, I hate my voice. So, <laughs> but uh, like I I think um, it is. I I know I know people in fashion who are like, you know, they're awake and stuff, and they're. Oh, I can't believe I just said awake after earlier I was making fun of the awake dating yeah. app. There's also a dating app called Gluten Free Singles, by the way. Fucking hilarious, dude. Um, but uh, oh man, it's awesome. This is an awesome time. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, I think uh, it's yeah, like you. There, there is the the vacuousness and emptiness in in Hollywood, and it's. But I think it like gives you such an edge when you aren't yeah. when you've when woken you're not up from one of those that, motherfuckers yeah because you know how to really connect to people and you can navigate through it a little easier too you can spot the bullshit further away know how to avoid it and then you can your your sentiments are so much more sincere that it's i feel it's like magnetic to people you know? i i think so i um i had to like break personally i had to like break open in the most horrendous way. Dude, you're talking to a guy who's drinking ayahuasca 19 times. You gotta do it sometimes. <laughs> I feel you. To, I, I still, I've never tried it. I wanna try it. Yeah. Um, but I had to break open really horrifically to like get to this place within myself. Yeah, you gotta, it's a fucking battle sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. Life can be a fight. Um, but you know, you, you push hard and you do it, dude. You wanna, let's go eat these mushrooms. You want some of these? <laughs> <laughs> 